Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. Thank you so much for joining us. Always appreciate the listenership, and I know it's uh, our Wednesday episode, so a lot of you are looking forward to another episode with Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. We do have, a, in fact, another great episode with Bill today. Uh, I recorded with Bill on Monday, and I thought it went rather well. One of our better episodes, I thought. I'm, I'm biased, you know, but uh, in recording with Bill, uh, we kind of started out, we, we, we were going along, and then um, we were having some audio issues. Our Zoom connection was, was kind of off. And uh, we were getting frustrated, but towards the end, I thought we finished strong. So I got to be honest, if we're going to break up today's interview, let's say it wasn't, I think it's like an hour five, but let's call it an hour for easy math. I would say the first 15 to 20 minutes, the audio is okay. The middle 20 is pretty rough. Uh, it, there's a lot of pausing. There's a lot of skipping. Uh, it was just our connection. I think you'll still get the gist of what we're saying, but, but don't for a second think that uh, you know, you, you're, you're going to miss anything. Everything's going to, everything is there. It comes back. Uh, it's just the connection issue. So you guys know me and technology, and I don't think this was my fault. It was just the connection. So I'm going to try to record with Bill Barnes next week in person and try to do that in moving forward. I think it's a little easier and, and, uh, sounds better, but anyway, bear with the audio today. The last 20 minutes, as I, as I mentioned, I think are all clear. It's okay. So you can hear Bill getting mad, you can hear me getting mad, and I'm sure you guys will be rolling your eyes, shaking your head, but uh, grind through it. Things don't always go as planned, right, as uh, we've all learned over the years. That's life, and um, hey, I, I'm hoping for an overall uh, overall good product versus, <laughs> versus an overall bad product, more good than bad uh, in, in the production here. So uh, Bill Barnes delivered today, I think, some of his best work. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who have listened to him in the past, he was rather humorous. We talked uh, about a lot of different things. Uh, he started off in a good mood, uh, kind of said uh, said something nice about some people early on, then transitioned into uh, you know the uh, the angry man that we know and love. So uh, a fun conversation with Bill Barnes that you guys will hear today. We talked some sports towards the end, and I, and I asked Bill. Uh, as I met, as I talked about on Friday or excuse me, Monday about kind of teasing with, for you guys asking you some of your top 10 sports moments from, from out your sports viewing or, or even being in attendance of, uh, Bill only gave me a couple. Our audio was getting shaky at that point. Uh, but I do want to thank a few of you, uh, Nick Gonzalez and Will Tarico, who've already reached out to me, uh, kind of giving their top 10 list of favorite sports memories. And I encourage the rest of you to do so, and, and we'll try to go over that stuff on Monday. I have my list compiled, and uh, you know we've already got a couple guys uh, doing that. So shoot me an email, 
give me your list. And I think that would be fun. Uh, kind of a stimulate some discussion here about some sports memories as we kind of go into this March madness time of the year. I, I think uh, that's always gives us all some memories, wh- whether it's uh, buzzer beaters or big upsets. I, I think uh, March madness kind of always makes me reflect on some of my favorite sports uh, memories from the year. So Thank you to Nick and Will and to anyone else out there. Send in an email giving me your thoughts on some of your favorite memories. It's it's fun to, to see what drives other people in the sports world, right? And that would have probably been a good thing to do when we were sitting in lockdown without sports for many months. But, but here we are. It's an idea I have, and I'm going to try to put forth a few ideas like that in going forward. Uh, let's see. There's a couple things I want to talk today. First, uh, man, I saw this, you know, all the, all the things we're we're going through in this world today, you know, we're, we're dealing with, uh, uh, the coronavirus. We're dealing with, uh, a transfer of power in, uh, in Washington, DC. Uh, there's all kinds of issues going on. People are unemployed. Uh, but for some reason, uh, you know, making Dr. Seuss uh, a racist in his writing, I guess, was a priority. I mean, I haven't examined all the details of Dr. Seuss's works, and maybe I should read more closely. But I find it interesting that, I, I mean, we got real issue, real big issues in this world. All right. And for for, for people that a big priority, you know, we've seen it everywhere, and you know, racism and racism and and I, I couldn't agree more. And racism. I don't I don't want any racism. Uh I I don't think uh the majority of the country is racist, like some people want to try to uh try to tell tell us that we are. Um but I have a hard time believing Dr. Seuss and his cat in the hat books, his uh, green eggs and ham, his other uh, works had this secret blended message that, you know, white supremacy in there. I, I don't know. There, there, you know. You guys know there's plenty of things you read or see on uh, television from the past. You're like, oh, man, yeah, that wouldn't fly today. But to be like super deeply, I mean, deeply offended. I don't know. I, it's just to me, that's just the world is insane right now. Now, my thought is almost if we have to go look at Dr. Seuss as a super big threat, then are things really as bad as they seem? I don't want to be that guy, but the argument might be, well, you know, it begins with Dr. Seuss and you got, so I'm trying to understand here. I'm trying to, to, to be, have a clear head and a open mind. I'm not trying to diminish anyone's feelings, what they feel or whatever, I just have a tough time understanding <laughs> that Dr. Seuss had this, uh, you know, master master plan to uh, promote racism around the world. So anyway, uh, you guys look that up for yourselves and, and see what I'm talking about. And maybe there's a few things I missed. Maybe he he dropped uh, you know some phrases in there that I just oh man, how could he say that? But what bo- what bothers me is they look at what's on TV these days. It's funny the things we're offended by. I say we by you know society, right? This crazy world we live in. You see all kinds of, of graphic uh, sex and different themes on television these days. And I know there's a rating, right? There, there's a rating in there. But it's just, it's really interesting what we 
are offended by, what we want to teach our kids, what we don't want to teach our kids, right? There's this constant push to have kids learn adult topics and themes earlier to take away kind of their innocence. But now we want to take away children's books because we see racist themes in them. I, it's it's just I, I, the world's backwards to me. The world is backwards. And, and again, I am 100% against racism. I think it's evil and it comes uh it, it it comes in different forms, we'll say that. But a kid's book, I mean that 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 one seemed I don't I don't I don't know. Anyway, I'll move on. Um the, the main thing kind of not, not really related, but in talking to different people over the years and, and seeing this podcast develop and uh having kind of different themes. I've talked about, you know, fear. I've talked about um uh kind of giving things up maybe that were bad for you. I've talked about a couple different themes. And today I want to talk about something that is, uh, I think we can all relate to. And, and it's it's gratitude. It's being grateful. I think so many times in life we have people that are ungrateful for what they have. And it got me thinking because I listen to a lot of sports talk radio and like the NFL right now, they're all in this free agency, right? And, and every, every, not every, a lots of millionaire athletes talk about, or at least it's reported how unhappy they are. I'm unhappy still. Whereas a couple of years ago, they were negotiating a contract because they were unhappy. And then they signed a $35 million a year contract and okay, problem solved. They're, 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 they're happy now. But then because they had to spend so much money on that contract, they don't have other pieces around them. And now they're unhappy again. I'm unhappy. First of all, for professional athletes, especially in today's age where California unemployment is almost 10%, um, for professional athletes to complain and to talk about unhappiness when they are making any type of millions a year, it could be 1 million a year, it could be 30 million a year. For you to have any kind of gripe, uh, I think you're completely out of touch with reality. You hear that all the time, right? Oh, you, you're, uh, you're completely out of touch with the way things are. Well, I think professional athletes can really come across that way and come across as ungrateful. I mean, tone deaf is a word, is a phrase you hear all the time. And to hear athletes talk about how ungrateful they are, unhappy they are, it's like, well, what's it going to take? It's professional sports. Like, there's good teams, there's bad teams. Maybe you're tired of being on a bad team, whatever. I mean, yeah, sure. Even Tom Brady was apparently frustrated in New England or whatever. But that, you know, he 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 just, he cannot stop wanting to win. I mean, Drew Brees wants to win. Uh, Russell Wilson wants to win. Apparently he's unhappy in Seattle. I don't know how much truth there is to that. But uh, Deshaun Watson, he's mad at, at the organization. And and look, at, I, I totally get it. Being in a hostile work environment, we've all had jobs where we kind of like, I don't like this at all. But it's really difficult to sound sincere when you're making 30 plus million dollars a year. I, I, there's a lot of people struggling out there right now and who would love to be working. And I think it is a tone deaf when you talk about being unhappy. I make 20, 20 million a year and I want to join a new team. Well, much like the Dr. Seuss thing, there's, there's bigger issues in the world right now. I'll tell you, I, I would be I would be sacked every game, uh, uh, twenty times a game if you paid me thirty million dollars a year. 
I know I probably wouldn't be able to walk or whatever, but man, anyway. Uh, so, so back to being grateful, I think internally it's important for us all to be grateful. Are there, are there ups and downs and bumps and bruises along the way? Yeah. I have had that, uh, throughout my life, big time, but I look around sometimes at others and then I look at myself and I'm like, I need to be grateful. I, I need to, you know, by the grace of God, not only am I here on this earth still, but I have a job that I like. I've moved on from a hobby that, and it was a job too, but something that I was very passionate about that I didn't understand if I would ever be able to leave. And I got guided to to where I'm at now. I'm able to do this podcast. I don't make any money off this. This is for fun. This is to talk to people and to uh, kind of let things out on my end. I have a fun hobby that I'm able to do. I have a wonderful girlfriend. I have a, a great friends. I mean, there's things to be grateful for it's not to say you can't be upset, but I think at times we fail to be grateful. And we take, I think that's the, that's the ultimate thing. We, By not being grateful, we take for granted at times the job we have, the relationship we're in. We just kind of, you see that all the time, right? You just kind of take for granted and things go south or your job. You, you take it for granted that you're always going to have a job and you just get lazy or whatever and then you don't pick up your end of the end of the rope and people say, Hey, uh, you got to go. You know, we, we need someone in here that is grateful to have a job and is going to work hard. So, uh, friendships, I see that too. Some people are, are good at being friends are, are good friends. And some people are just, they're happy being a Facebook friend that you don't never talk to. It takes work. You got to be grateful for the things you have, whether it's a friendship, a relationship, a job, uh, a family, uh, just your life in general. I think if we do that, if we kind of really try to focus on the positive things around us and also think it's a, it's a scary thought, a dark thought maybe, but sometimes you got to think about how bad things could be in your life. Had I gone down this road, had I dated this person, had I taken this job, uh, things could be a lot worse. And 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 summing all that up, that is not to say that we can't have ambition and always want more because that is important too. There's a fine line between being content and ambitious, between being um, grateful and being lazy. There's a fine line in, in, in those moments and that's what makes life so beautiful is that you got to stay motivated for more things, but you also have to appreciate what you have. And I know for me on a daily basis, uh, that those are things that, that I am attempting to uh, figure out every day. All right. That the, the whole concept of no off days, but also, hey, take a day off. Just relax. Don't do anything. Maybe don't do that for a week unless, you know, you've worked all year and haven't had a vacation or whatever. So anyway, it's a fine line for, for me that, that I think – the, the gratitude and, and being content and then also being ambitious and wanting more, uh, definitely a fine line. So those are just some thoughts this morning that I thought I'd share with you guys. And remember my thoughts, my, uh, what did Kevin's Carpio call it? My soapbox in the morning. Uh, the, the opening segment is not for everyone, but, uh, Hey, I'm just, I'm just throwing some thoughts out there, guys. Tell me what you think. Uh, big thank you again, again, Nick and uh, Will for your emails regarding your lists. Uh, hope to hear from more of you out there. 
regarding your sports list and uh, the interview today with Bill Barnes, which we are now going to get to. Again, many apologies, many thousand apologies. Uh, I'm not being content with this type of uh, sound quality, but uh, I'll try to work it out and see if I can, I don't know, do a scan on my computer or something so that things get better. But uh, in moving forward, looking forward to more Zoom calls with more guests. And for those of you out there who are interested in coming on the program, be sure to reach out to me. uh, Or if you have a suggestion, do so as well. Okay, it's Wednesday. It's time to chat with Bill Barnes. Hopefully you guys enjoy this one. again. Bear through the middle audio. Uh, I think overall, uh, it, it's a fun interview with Bill, and we'll have you uh, have you laughing quite a bit. So, without further ado, let's get to it. The weekly Wednesday weigh-in with Bill Barnes. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Okay, I'm joined once again by Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. He's back in the United States. He's fired up. He's got a cup of coffee. He's got a pen. Uh, the beard has grown out a little bit. Bill Barnes, good morning. Pleasant, uh, pleasant Monday to you, wherever you may be. First thing I want to do is send a big shout-out and a happy anniversary to the Tarikos. Hey, all right. Yes, sir. I saw that this morning that they posted their anniversary, and I, I wish them uh, good luck. I wish them much better luck in their marriage than I had in all 12 of mine. <laughs> um, you know, I, I wish them the best. They look like a great couple, and uh, God bless them and, and keep moving forward. Oh, Bill, you know, people say you don't have a heart, but I, I disagree. I think you got a big heart, Bill Barnes. What, what, uh, well, what a way. at least five minutes out of the day. I do. <laughs> what a way to start our show. Yes. Uh, Will Tarico and, and his, his lovely wife, uh, big listeners of, of the program. Uh, Bill, how was your vacation? Uh, you're back in the United States. I guess I should ask more. How was your trip back to the United States coming okay. from Mexico? Uh, we talked about, all the doings during of my trip let's touch now let's fast forward to the day before i left i had to do a covid test to fly home all right that's the new international rules so i went to this this uh laboratory there and you know the covid test is the uh the 14 inch q-tip up your nose and i didn't know they go up both nostrils well i found out they did and when I got tested, when I was, when I was actually diagnosed with it, it wasn't that bad. The dude stuck maybe just a tip in and was able to tell that I was, you know, uh, uh, COVID positive. On this one, this motherfucker decided to, to put up about 10 inches of this 14 inch. Um, you know, I was getting nose fucked and it wasn't, it was not. It was not a pleasant experience. And being the nose virgin that I am, I've had a bloody nose now in my right nostril for off and on about, you know, almost a week now. And it, and it's not funny. I wake up and I blow my nose and it's just as 
big bunch of snotty red shit and it's not fun oh and i don't like it and i'd like to go i'd like to go back down there with the express um desire to kick the living shit out of this guy that did it because i think he didn't like the white man he thought the white bald-headed man was a bad man and i think that was his way of getting even with the gringo but anyway um obviously covid negative i was able to fly home relatively good flight uh went through phoenix phoenix is lovely this time of year um i'll tell you what there's no there's no uh there's no bullshit of uh, every other seat in the airport you can't sit in. Phoenix is wide open, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to a restaurant, had a layover, went to the restaurant, uh, sat down, had a drink and a sandwich, which was $87. <laughs> the cafe there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then got back to Ontario. been home now for since Wednesday night relaxed um I missed the warmth of Mexico it's a little chilly here especially these fucking winds I don't like the wind and um but anyway I'm back my good mood my good vacation mood's over now I'm just the angry pissed off bald-headed white guy that we've all known to grow in love <laughs> well that's what uh, we tune in for Bill we, we try to see how you're doing and I'm sorry about no the more home. no more Mr. Nice Guy no. Just like Alice Cooper said, no more Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Good. Uh, you're, you're better off when you're fired up. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what to say, Bill, in your, in your international travels now. I'm sorry about the, the nose thing, too. That, oh, that's, that, that, that doesn't seem right. And you know what? You're probably not the only victim. He's probably doing that to other people all day. Well, and it's not, it's, it, it ain't fun. So I don't really ever want to get tested again for COVID, you know, <laughs> give me the fucking vaccine whenever I can get it, which might be in, you know, July of July of 2022, when they finally get around it, giving it mm-hmm. to guys for me, like me. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can stay off another bout of it until then. Well, you know, um, in, Cal- in California, the, the priority is to, uh, to vaccinate the homeless and, and prisoners. That's, that's the California, you know, priority out here. Yeah, if they if if they can even get the serum, Christ Almighty, they can't even get the shit shipped out here. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. And we've got nothing. We've got our, uh, you know, notorious asshole piece of shit governor Newsom to to thank for that. Yeah. Well, well, Bill, I knew you'd be in a good mood this morning because I saw right before you came on the show, I saw a a post you made uh, that that uh, I'm sure we'll get a lot of comments uh what can you tell me about your your recent post on facebook well you know i'm i'm, I'm sitting here watching the news this morning waiting for you to send me the link so i could do this show and i'm a former lapd commander who i'm embarrassed to say wore a police uniform for many years this guy has no more business wearing a police uniform fucking ass clown from the word go he's now the da of los angeles county his whole agenda is 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 reform that's not his job Mm. that's not his job his job is to prosecute criminals okay and put them in jail you know there used to be this place called jail 
where if you did bad things, you went to jail. You know what? People get more time in Facebook jail nowadays <laughs> than they get in the Gray Bar Hotel. It's I, fucking ridiculous. I, the Gray Bar Hotel. Well, well, Bill, I don't think I think we have a shortage of criminals in California. I I, I think crime is at an all time low, and they just can't find any. That's because cops don't want to do anything, and I don't blame them. <laughs> okay, Gascon's whole agenda is to put cops in jail and have the have the criminals run the street. Yeah. Okay. He is a complete and utter failure as number one, a human being, the son of a bitch couldn't even comb his hair today on the show. He came out looking like he had just rolled out of bed. He's just, he's unhinged. He's in unhinged. a really bad way. Absolutely. Unhinged as far as his ideology on doing what he's supposed to do. And that's good, you know, is to prosecute crime. The case is presented to him in his office. He is to prosecute, not mitigate, not make excuses for criminals. If what he's doing, he should be the public defender. He is the <laughs> he is a criminal, a, a violent offender's biggest, biggest asset in Los Angeles County. He yeah. he's their best guys. Guys are being free. Guys are going to jail, and they're walking out of jail, and they're thanking him. As they walk, thanks. And they look up in a camera that they know they're on camera and they say, thanks, Gascon, because they're out of jail. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and again, another great endorsement by our leaders in, in, in California. Newsom and that girly man, little, little fairy Garcet. your own problems that you haven't even you know paid attention mm -hmm. there there uh there is some uh internet connection issues but we're just going to keep going through it you're coming in loud and clear bill it gets choppy every now and then but if i freeze or something just keep chatting don't worry about it uh we'll we'll get this thing out um there wasn't many just like the golden globe awards last night what a what a what a rudderless fucking ship that was i watched <laughs> it for about two minutes really and i saw how, how these how these actors used their their 15 seconds of zoom time as their political uh, as their political stage and it made me sick and i i turned on uh the the uh, re, uh an old uh, tv show on a an old channel i watched the untouchables with uh elliot ness i got oh, yeah. more enjoyment out of that than i did anything else oh but golden know? the golden globes yeah come on Bill. yeah i mean i i didn't I didn't, you didn't yeah, strike me as a the fucking golden turds is what it should be. <laughs> you don't strike me as a golden globes of viewer, but hey, uh, well, I wanted to see what a what a colossal fucking mess it was, and I wasn't disappointed. No, you are absolutely correct. Uh, not not many questions uh, for you, Bill, this week, but there was one that kind of trickled in here late, and it's a pretty simple one, and it's directly for you. After it, I think it fits really nice after your your rant here. Uh, but Bill, the question is from John Lee from Oregon. And he asks, when is Bill running for office? Well, I, I, I would be assassinated within 30 <laughs> seconds of me uh, announcing my candidacy. Someone would send out their hit squad and I would be silenced. You know, my brains would be all over the pavement worse than JFK. Oh, you know? man. Yeah. 
yeah, no, no, they're, they're, I'm, I'm too, way too, too, uh, I, 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 I know where all the skeletons and the bones and the bones are, are hidden in the closets. Uh, nobody wants me uh, to, to have a, any type of uh, political leadership whatsoever. This country would be straightened out in about 20 minutes. <laughs> well, I know you got at least 50 votes from the listeners on this podcast, Bill, the, the ones that tune in every Wednesday for you. So, hey, maybe that's a start. We'll see. I don't know if uh, we could put some resources together, I think, with some of the yeah, people they, we have. They would put me to sleep. They would put me to sleep. Uh, worse than the Kennedys put Marilyn Monroe to sleep. Trust me. <laughs> oh, shit, Bill. Oh, that's dark. Well, oh, shit. Yeah, hey, no more Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> no. You. Hey, let me let me ask you. I, okay, I know you, you'd be hesitant. If you could run for a political office, would it, what would it be? I mean, I mean, I mean, would it be would it be the president, the governor, the city, uh, LA, something involved in law enforcement? Pick. I, I know it's far fetched, but what would be one you you would want to be if you could be king for a day? Well, as we all know, the president really doesn't have any power, uh, so I wouldn't want to be president. Um, I would. You know what? That's a great question. Um, I would, you know, give me, give me about 20 minutes as governor of California. And I would probably uh, shake the bush a little bit. And uh, there'd be, there, there would be some changes. There'd be some uh, changes in the living arrangements everywhere within from Eureka to fucking Chula Vista. Trust me, there, there would be some, there would be some movement. Um, the first thing I would do is everybody that is on death row um we'd get the needle out and we'd start we'd start pricking them in the arms or in the in the veins or whatever they do and you're not just talk- like they're giving out just like they're giving out covid shots and you're, yeah, giving you're, out death shots yeah you're not talking about the vaccine right for no. this guy okay good <laughs> no i'd give them the horse i'd give every fucking one of them the horse needle every fucking one of them well, that would clear some some taxpayer money, I would think. Right? And, and, and it would send a, it would send a clear and, and, and it would send a clear message to some of these jackoffs that are that think they can get away with with crime. That you know, if there's a new governor in town, at least for 20 minutes, and um, you better you better you know you better check yourself before you in, get your inject yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> Okay, that might be our title today. <laughs> Bill, you're on a good one, man. Keep keep the hits coming. Uh, I saw this and I thought you'd find it interesting. We've discussed the teachers union thing. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, it's Berkeley, California. What can you what what else can you say? But the uh, teachers union president in Berkeley, California, who's fervently opposed opening schools because it isn't safe. Uh, drops his daughter off at a private school in person in person every morning. This was for the sure, sure, by, because uh, it's safe. I've kicked the coverage posted safe at this. the place where this this uh, person. I mean, they complete, completely do as I do as I say, not as I do. Come on, I, I thought schools were unsafe. That's that's. Well, I don't... we all know schools are unsafe. They were unsafe before COVID ever hit. <laughs> I mean, Christ Almighty, they were unsafe. I mean, you want to get mugged? You want to get shot? You want to get stabbed? Go to fucking school. <laughs> Absolutely, they're unsafe. <laughs> COVID and the safeguards now that are being, uh, I mean, social distance, wearing a mask, um, having, having plastic shields on your desk, that's making it a lot more safer 
even if there's a, a, a you know, a, a virus going around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're making it safer right off the bat by putting in all these these safeguards that will keep them from being shot, stabbed, maimed, or 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 you know, <laughs> assaulted in, in, in class. B- Bill, I have a great job for you. Would would you would you be? I um, mean, you think a silly fucking virus is going to stop these kids? No, the, the way kids spread germs and all that stuff anyway, they're, they're fine. They're young. They're, they're healthy. They don't even get affected by this thing. Uh, Bill, I got a great job for you. I, I think, would you be willing to do this as a retired law enforcement? And maybe we could do this around the country. Do you think uh, you'd be willing to go to a school every day as an armed security guard and just kind of hang out uh, in, in case anything happens? No. no, not you. No, 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 no. Not your cup of tea. No, no, I don't <laughs> like, I, I have an allergic, re- I, I'm allergic to people <laughs> and i'm allergic to idiot people and there's a lot of idiot people that that run schools that are in that are on school boards that are on school unions that are principals assistant principals there's a lot of idiots they are just a bunch of you know what they've all from the land of academia which is all sweet and candies and kisses and 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 pink roses and all that shit i don't mix well with those kinds of people I'm a realist. I'm a realist. All right. That there are bad people out there and bad people that want to hurt you. And these people think everybody's good. Everybody needs a chance. Everybody loves you. My ass. <laughs> Bill, what was it like when your kids were in school? Did you ever get called down to, to, to a school and, and you're talking about these people who they kind of have a, do they ever tell you something about your kids or whatever when you're just like, why am I down here for this? Is there any no. memories that strike? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Cause you know, my, my older son went to private school up until ninth grade. Okay. And then once he hit ninth, once he hit ninth grade, he, 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 uh, he picked up for all the eight years of, 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 uh, being, you know, held down by the man and he made up for it in four years. And, and, you know, he's, you know, by the grace of God, he graduated and he, he got out of school and, and he's, uh, you know, He's, he's gone here, there, and everywhere. And my youngest, God rest his soul, uh, he was a public school kid up until he passed in ninth grade. And um, he, was, uh, he was a funny kid. He, he, had, he liked to, you know, mix it up. And he had his dad's twisted, fucked up sense of humor. And once or twice, <laughs> you know, he, uh, <laughs> he uh, said a few things that, got him in the penalty box but uh uh you know god bless him man you know oh, yeah. he was uh, he he uh, he knew how to mix and weave and bob and weave and and god bless him for that oh amen yeah absolutely uh tell me bill i mean speaking of, of your youngest he my favorite memory you told me about him was when he was running for school president and you had a, you had a police helicopter come over the, over the schoolyard and say, vote for, vote for Barnes. And the school, I got mad at you and was like, Hey, it's not fair. Cause other kids don't have a, a helicopter or whatever. I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was running for, uh, it was going to be eighth grade. Uh, Cause his, his middle school had two grades, seventh and eighth. And he was, he was running for school body president for the next year. And uh, he was running against this, this little uh, uh, academia, little queen that uh, he didn't like. And I don't think she liked him. And so he goes, dad, he goes, I, I got I to gotta beat this bitch. How could I do it? And I said, well, 
first of all, your, your tone's a little harsh, but you know, I kind of like it. And, uh, I said, well, I'll, I'll put a call into the, to the, to the, uh, to the, uh, airship boys and see if they can't give you a little, uh, free advertisement during, during lunch tomorrow. So I called out there and they hovered, they hovered because I, I drove over there and I parked about a block away and I saw them come into a low hover and they got right over the school and they go, we want to urge all the students at university middle school to vote for Reed Barnes tomorrow, student body president, eighth grade. He's your man. If he can't do it, no one can. And I mean, <laughs> Gary Williams, God bless you. You're, you live in Spokane, uh, Washington now. You were the uh, the the, uh, the uh, air crew observer that day, and you're the one that got on the speaker. And man, I, I you know what? Um, <clears throat> I'll pay I'll pay three months of your mortgage, man. If I know, if just send me a, send me the bill and I'll do it. Uh, that was great. And uh, so, <laughs> about 20 minutes later, I get a phone call. And it's the assistant principal, one of these land of academia wingnuts who, you know, thinks cops are all evil and a bunch of assholes and whatnot. Mr. Barnes, I am appalled that you would take it at, at your uh, level and call in, call in your, your, uh, your, your, your Air Force to make such a unfair announcement. I said, what's so unfair about it? I said, I, I you know, I, I don't have the resources to, to make... Uh, uh, billboards or uh, you know uh, drawings to get try to get them elected so I you know I, I took to the airways you know what can I do I go what's done's done I go so they called they called they actually called and, and tried to file a complaint on me and the watch commander bless his heart uh, said well you know um, you know we uh, we can't control what those guys do you know they were obviously there for a good reason and he covered my ass and God bless him, Tim Bacon, wherever you're at, the watch commander. Um, you know, you were, you were great. And uh, so anyway, um, <clears throat> come to find out he lost by two votes. Oh. Two votes. It was probably election fraud. Yeah, back, yeah absolutely. There's no doubt that they made, they, they made up their own ballots, you know. But anyway, <laughs> um, he, uh, he, he, you know. Not coming from the AYSO mentality, he didn't have to throw a fit and scream and yell. He took his loss and kept and, and kept moving. So yeah. anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Oh man, great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking speaking of Reed, speaking of Reed, it will be on March thirteenth, which is what in twelve days. Twelve days. Yeah, today's the first, right? Yes, sir. It will be twelve years since he has uh, exited stage left. Oh, twelve man. years. Wow. Wow. It seems like, I mean, my God, the time's flown. 12 oh, years. Man. He, he would, would be, he'd be 26 if he was still around. Oh man. Well, well, Bill, but I, he's looking down. He's looking down on me right now going, dad, you bald headed, gray bearded <laughs> fuck. Keep your mouth shut. You're making a complete <laughs> ass of yourself. Every Wednesday, every Wednesday. That's right. Every Wednesday. I hope every he tunes Wednesday. in. I hope he tunes in. I know I never had yeah. the honor to meet, oh, he's to meet him. He's, he's, He's shaking his he's shaking his head going, you you silly elderly fuck you. What are you doing? <laughs> Gotta change my last name, Dad. Brutal. Oh man. Oh, yeah. never never had the honor, but uh, sounds like an unbelievable kid. And uh uh yeah, some of the stories you've told, I'm like, wow, he seems way cooler than I you got Bill. did I ever tell you the story? Did I did I ever tell you the story when when myself and his brother and him 
we were walking back from the store one time and we went by the car wash and the police chief of Riverside at the time, Russ Leach, who had an issue about a year later and allegedly backhanded his wife at a hotel in San Diego. And there was a big uproar about it. And, you know, of course they, they, they cleaned it all up and made it all pretty and it didn't happen, which in fact it did. Well, <clears throat> we're walking back from the store one day on a Sunday afternoon. And as we walk from the store, those of you that, that are familiar with Riverside know there's a Ralph's Market in Canyon Crest. As you walk out of that parking lot, there is a car wash there. And I see the chief sitting there waiting for his car to be washed. So I walk on over and I said, hey, chief, how are you? I said, meet my kids. This is Ryan, this is Reed. He goes, hey guys, how are you? And he, you know, like the true fucked up politician that he is, he shook, he shook Ryan's hand and he Chief, is that the hand you backhanded your old lady with? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, said, oh. you cut it. You cut out. Now. You cut out for just a second. Say, say the, say that again. Just, I, okay. I want to make sure. I you shook Reed's hand. Reed shook his hand. He looked at his hand. He said, "Hey, Chief, uh, is that the hand you backhanded your old lady with?" <laughs> oh, Reed. <laughs> so. Leach looked at me and I looked at him and I shook my head and he just kind of smirked and he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, uh, well, he goes, I don't think, I don't think he, think he answered. He didn't know what the hell to say. You know, here's some 14 year old kid putting him in his place, you know, and I was, you know, marking tires in a parking unit the next day, but you know, it was well worth the laugh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sounds like Reed uh, was uh, quite mature and had a, very good sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. That is hilarious, Bill. Oh, man. L let me see here. Let me, uh, let's, um, let's, let's, I thought of this the other day and I was curious what you had to say because uh, you're very nostalgic. Uh, as far as sports go, um, you've watched a lot of sports uh, over your lifetime and everything. And I was trying to put together a list for me, like my top 10 uh, sports memories. Uh, and I know it's kind of, uh, putting you in, in, on the spot here, Bill, but what are some sports memories for you over the years that jump out? M things you were watching either live or on television. It could be one event. It could be a season, um, one game, a, a series, whatever. What are some sports memories that you have that really stick out to you as some of your favorites from the past? Well, I would say number one uh, in, a, in a league by its own would be uh, the 1980 uh, hockey team, Miracle on Ice, beating the Ru beating the Russians, and then beating I think the Sweden team for the gold. Um, you know that was unbelievable, unbelievable. You know, like Herb Brooks, the coach said, he goes, "We could play the Russians a hundred times, they'd beat us 99, but tonight we got the one that we got the one." You know, so were you watching that? that? Was, Did you, you watch? You weren't born game? yet, were you? No, I was five years from being born. Okay, <laughs> I was. 20, 21 years old. So was, was that on like tape delay or did, was that broadcast? I mean, I know that famous Al Michaels call, but like were Americans watching this game? Like, yes, yeah. yes. I believe, I believe they, they, uh, you know, it was Lake Placid, New York. So yeah, they were going to, yeah. They, so yes, we watched it live. And uh, I think the Russian, the, the, that game was live. A lot of the games were kind of tape delayed until, okay. You know, they started making the noise that, hey, these guys might win it all. 
<laughs> and then they started, you know, doing them live. And um, that was, I mean, one of the greatest calls, you know, spontaneous statements made by Al Michaels, who, by the way, I think is a very underrated announcer. I mean, he's a, he does a great job. I remember him back when he did UCLA basketball on tape delay on channel five back in like the early seventies. I remember Al Michaels doing Monday night baseball. He did the world series. He's done, um, you know, he's done, I think he's done the NBA championships before. I think he's done yeah. hockey. He's done hockey. He's a, he's actually, NHL. he's actually an LA Kings season ticket holder. Like he just, he loves, he loves hockey, loves the sport. And then, mm-hmm. but you're right, Bill, he's one of the best in the business. I love listening. When he got taken off of Monday night football, I was, I was furious and he does Sunday night football and he's getting up there in age. So he's doing less and less, but he even announced, he even announced, he even came on during the OJ chase leading for OJ to, to pull over. <laughs> That's you know? right. That's right. Cause I they mean, were neighbors. Jesus Christ. How much more can that guy do? Oh boy. You know, he was the earthquake. He, he was, he's the one who said, I think we're having an earthquake. Oh, the uh, San Francisco, the world series. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He's, I I love hearing him and and I don't pass out compliments to announcers very often, but he was a young man in 1980 with that call. Could you believe in miracles? Yes. I mean, it it sends, uh, sends chills, uh, up your spine or whatever, uh, in a good way. But, uh, I I think, uh, uh, the three top three announcers ever. In, in no particular order, except for baseball, number one, obviously, Vince Scully. I go Dick Enberg, Al Michaels, just a, a toss-up. All And then all for all three sports, um, and Dick Enberg, right at the top of the list as well with, with Al Michaels. Vince, people don't realize, Vince Scully was a great golf yeah. announcer and a great football announcer. Mm-hmm. He was a foot, him and George Allen were partners back in. And also he was with, I believe, Hank Scram and Jack, and, um, Jack Buck and Hank Scram. You know, but, but I'll tell you what, Vince Scully, it, you know, people think he was just a Dodger announcer. No, he did the game of the week for NBC. He was he, he called the uh, the Kurt Gibson home run for NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy, I mean, he's been there and done that. Yeah, Scully had and, the, the, the catch, the cowboy Dwight Clark. He was calling that yes, game, I believe. Yes, yes. G- great announcer. Yeah, I mean... And, He's not, yeah, he, he's, he could call them all and a, a great golf announcer. Like I say, um, uh, and I mean, all those, all three of those guys were just excellent. Excellent. I, I want Vince Scully to narrate, like, to be like my alarm clock. It's time to get up matter. Or what I want him to just narrate my life, my day. Uh, it's not that it's exciting, but I just love his voice. It's unbelievable. Hey Matt, it's time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, He's phenomenal. Uh, yeah. But, but, uh, but yeah, Al Michaels. Uh, and, and, you know, what's funny is those are all LA guys. We're so spoiled here in LA. I mean, Al mm-hmm. Michaels is a, you know, he's an impartial guy, but he's LA, uh, Dick Enberg, the angels and the, the, uh, the Rams. And of course uh, work he did with CBS. He was the Padres announcer for a while. Uh, Southern California guys, which is pretty, pretty dang cool. Um, well, what are some other sports memories, Bill? That the 1981 obviously jumps out. Um I mean, from a, what about a few different sports, baseball or football? What are some memories that jump out to you? <clears throat> well, yeah. gosh, um, 
<clears throat> well, the, the Hank Aaron 17 in Atlanta, back on in April of 74, um, I was exciting. I watched that as a young kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many, I don't know. I mean, yeah. but the one that, like I say, that really stands out was the... Uh, a miracle. Uh, hockey, 1980. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. <laughs> oh boy, All right. we're, we're fighting through this connection here. It's getting good. I, I, I are getting better. Hopefully, um, yeah. That's a really shitty connection today, Matt. You need to upgrade your fucking equipment. You know, this is, you know, uh, this with this fucking this fucking um, string with two fucking uh, coffee cans is getting old. Let's 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 up the game, huh? <laughs> I gotta come to you again. We're gonna start doing live shows again. Uh, or, you know, in person, I got to start coming down to the old Rancho studios, maybe get a better connection than this zoom connection we got going on. Fucking brain cavity. (laughs) Brain cavity. (laughs) Well, Bill, now that you're back in the States, what do you got? What do you got planned, man? I mean, more of more of doing nothing. Are you ready to go back to Mexico? I mean, are you bored already? No, I'm, I'm, I'm done with Mexico for a while uh i i'm 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 looking to you know go back to work do whatever they need me to do you know i'm a man of the people uh wherever i need to be i'll be there um you know if somebody needs uh you know their 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 uh their lawn mode i'm available <laughs> chief whatever yeah. they need blue collar bill man uh yeah guard those boxes what did i don't understand uh in the world of what what did the world of security do without you for almost two weeks i mean was it just chaos? Don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't care. The world <laughs> keeps on spinning. Um, you know, everything's fine. Hey, uh, don't what, know. Don't care. What about, did you hear about Lady Gaga's dogs? Since you, you saw her recently. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. She, she puts out a $500,000 reward for her fucking dogs, but you give two shits about the poor bastard that was walking them. <laughs> he gets gut shot and you know, he's laying there laid up and, you know, to hell with the reward to shot the fucker. Yeah. By God, I want I want my dogs back, and she yeah. sure as hell got them back. So you know, good for her. That sums up Hollywood once again. Once again, the Hollywood. Once again, the Hollywood elitist only caring about things that they that are that are dear to them. They could give two shits about. I guarantee she will not pay one dime of that poor bastard's fucking hospital bills, but. She made sure that that lady who mysteriously found the two dogs mm. tied to a fucking chain somewhere gets the 500 grand. Wow. Boy, ah. Christmas and fucking Christmas in March for her, isn't it? <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, that's uh, I, she was distraught. I'm like, look at I know people love their dogs, but first of all, half a million dollars for your dogs. And then to not give a care about a human being that was shot and nearly died like when you talked about seeing her a few weeks ago, the way she did it, no questions asked. Bring me my dogs. I don't care that you that you tried to kill the the the, the hired fucking uh, uh, guy that was walking them. I don't give a shit that you tried to kill him. I just want my dogs back. What a worth. What a what a pathetic, self centered, fucked up human being she is. Yeah. Yes, I said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she did. Good. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that sums up Hollywood for she can, sure. She can take her dogs. She can take her dogs and her fucking new Lady Gaga Oreo cookies and shove them up her ass. 
Oh boy, Bill. Good, good. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. I saw I saw that. I was like, oh Will, Bill, Bill just saw her, I thought, uh, at one of her deliveries or something. But anyway, yeah, unbelievable stuff. No, no. I saw the other fucking, Oh, I'm... I saw the other boneheaded idiot. Uh the other fuck the fucktard. Uh uh what's her name? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I confused my country chick. My divas. Um yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, um, don't, yeah. Miley Cyrus. Cyrus, Cyrus, yeah, yeah. Another, uh, another rudderless yeah. ship. Uh, <laughs> yeah, crazy. Bill, I got to ask you about uh, a few people. Um, you know that whole CPAC uh, conference was this weekend, and uh, wouldn't you know it? I told you these these people never stop. People wanted to cancel Hyatt hotels because they had the audacity to host CPAC. The audacity. I told you this stuff never stops. Oh, do we? Okay, this, this can't. Okay, first of all, this cancel culture is getting—it's out of control. Yeah, I know. I know it is. People this wanna... connection sucks today. It really does. It really does. Some of my best work today, and it's getting, and it's, and I, I think the cancel culture. Somebody within the Democratic Party is is sabotaging our our uh, uh feed today oh that's a good point i think we're they're trying to cancel the get home safe podcast oh that means we've made it bill yeah you're right yeah when i get when i get demonstrators in front of my house today <laughs> screaming and yelling for me that i'm a that i'm a a vile piece of shit then i know that i'm i'm, I'm famous i can't wait for that to happen Oh boy. I'll tell you this next week. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you uh, Monday morning, bright and early, have the donuts ready and, uh, and we'll do this in person. Cause yeah, this is, this is getting a little more difficult. Um, the common, I think it's a combination of our two, uh, our two internet connections. Uh, I want to run two people by you and ask you if you would vote for these people for president. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, two names in no particular order. It actually wouldn't be a bad uh, uh, ticket. Uh, first one is Ron DeSantis. Absolutely. Yep, the governor of Florida. I, I think he. Has I would a- vote for. First of all, first of all, I would vote for Pee Wee Herman for president <laughs> over the fucking clown that we have in there now. Okay, let's just make that. Let me make that abundantly clear to everybody listening. <laughs> Well, I don't know what he's up to these days, but I don't think he's running for office. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so Ron DeSantis, yeah, I think uh, he would be a popular candidate. Uh, Bill, what about Candace Owens? Our connection is so bad. Oh, my goodness. I'm I'm not sure the United States would. I don't think she's... Oh, yeah, I like her. I like her a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, again, I'd vote for her. Absolutely. If she was the, if she was the Republican uh, candidate, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, uh, let's see, Bill, what else here? Um, is there anything else you'd like to discuss or bring up uh, today? What's, no, what's on no. your mind? Well, nothing. I mean, nothing. I think we've covered it. I've I'm, I'm frustrated with this, uh, with this poor shitty, uh, uh, feed we have today. Um, maybe we can, uh, it's good right now. It's good right now. So whatever you got, is. keep going. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. Um, 
Well, let's see. Um, you know, we, we, we missed the whole Tiger Woods thing last week. We were talking as that was breaking. That's right. And um, I think Tiger's very lucky to be alive. I'm glad he's alive. I like Tiger Woods. You know, for a guy who's got everything in life, been there, done that, won everything, has more money than knows what to do with, he's still a, he's still a guy that I sometimes feel sorry for mm -hmm. because I think he has so much inner demons that he's mm -hmm. fighting um, that, you know, first of all, I find it completely um, crazy that, you know, you know, I guess when, when they were going through his bag, he had a golf bag with him at the crash site and they were going through his belongings. They went through his bag. The only thing missing from the whole thing was a driver. Mm. <laughs> Is that okay. one of your dad jokes? No, no, no. Oh. You know, it's, it took you about three. Yeah, I'm not a five second fucking delay. I was, you didn't laugh. I thought, <laughs> come on. But no, here's the deal. Here's the deal. He doesn't need to be driving in LA. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need to be driving. Get a driver, man. What's what? Come on. You're not 16 years old borrowing your dad's car. You're, you're, you're 45 years old. You've been there. I mean, you can't be putting yourself out there. You need, need to have a driver. Well, I, but at what point is it because he has a history with accidents and stuff? Is no, that what you're saying? No, no, because he's so he is he is so goddamn valuable as a golfer and as a as a as a, uh, a goodwill ambassador to the game of golf and to the American people that he things like this that happen don't need to happen. Mm -hmm. And if it does happen, you got some other son of a bitch to blame. You don't have to blame yourself. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's right. I mean. Now, this is kind of a dark <laughs> transition here, but like, you know, Princess Diana had a driver and that didn't work out well. I mean, bad things can still happen. You know, they, they were fleeing some paparazzi, which I know a lot of celebrities do. But just because you have a driver doesn't mean bad things can't happen to you. Is you, Are you just saying it should take the pressure off him from having to drive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, um, you know, I guess Kobe had a driver, too, and that didn't work out well. Yeah. No, absolutely. Did did you kind of get the sense when you were hearing the news come in about Tiger Woods? Didn't that eerily feel like almost a year ago with the whole Kobe Bryant thing where you're like, I mean, Kobe, there was no investigation. It was like the crash and he was done. But like with Tiger, wasn't there? I mean, it was Los Angeles again. Yep. And you're yep. just like, oh, my goodness, this yep. is happening again. Yep. You know? Yep. 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 I did. And, uh, you know, LA, LA is such a, I mean, it, it's a, I guess it, it, it attracts a lot of bad shit. Well, it's, you know, ton, it's dating back to dating back to, you know, Marilyn not being able to sleep that night and the, the Kennedys came over and gave her a, some sedatives and, and, and she didn't wake up. And then Joe DiMaggio made sure that Bobby Kennedy sure as hell wasn't going to be president. He had him whacked, you know, don't fuck with Jolton Joe, man. DiMaggio, he's, uh, he's, he's in with the, he's in with the, uh, with the uh with the wise guys in new york he, he you know joe knew who to go to oh boy we gotta get to we're gonna have we're gonna have a um an episode dedicated to conspiracy theories we're gonna we're gonna 
prepare for once. We're going to have a list and I want to, I want you to go through each one and we'll go like through five or six of them. And, and that would be a, a lot of fun. Well, Bill, you know what it's like to drive in Los Angeles. There's, there's, I mean, we got everything here. We got Hills, we got small roads, we got big freeways, we got water uh, hazards. We got all kinds of stuff here in this, in this state, it, it, especially in the LA area. It's a pain. It's a pain driving and, and there's too many people on the road. So that's why a bunch of bad things happen. Well, yeah, um, you've got, you know, it's like, it's like a bad heart, you know, the heart is beating of Los Angeles and all the arteries and, and all the, the ventricle systems and within LA are the freeways. And when they get clogged, you have a heart attack. Oh, you have a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And LA is one big fucking congenital fucking heart disease. And all the, 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 the uh, left ventricle, right ventricle, all the veins, all the, the blood vessels and shit get clogged and you fucking blow. Yeah. No, no, that's a very good analogy. Uh, let me, the, the car crash looked pretty bad. Uh, as a police officer, what was the worst, or maybe you have a couple, but what was the worst uh, car accident scene that you rolled up on uh, that you can remember? Oh, geez. Um, oh God, I've seen cars, you know, sheared in half oh. i've seen cars in a, in lakes and you just see the top you know of the car and you know the people are in there um oh. and uh let's see oh my good yeah i mean i've seen you know uh where a person's you know lost body parts uh you know I've seen some ugly, ugly, ugly motor vehicle versus pedestrian accidents, even uglier, uglier, trust me, much uglier, uh, train versus pets. Oh, really? Oh, train. Yeah, that's, versus that's not a good look. It's not a good look. Oh, yeah. The trains are undefeated in that, in that uh, competition. Yeah, they, it, it, there's no mark left on a train. Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. W were they were they suicides? Um, I assume so. Um, I kind of, I asked one guy, but he wouldn't answer me. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Jeez. <clears throat> oh, I, uh, I guess there's no way to go. Uh, but I can't imagine where I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to go get hit by a train. Like well, that's, that's a quick and instantaneous way of, of, of ending things. You know, um, there's no, there's no sleeping pills required. There's no, uh, long jump off a building. It's, you know, uh, the first thing that, that goes through your mind is your ass, probably. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. What about as a police officer yourself? Did you ever get in, uh, in, in a Crown Vic or whatever you were driving those days? Did you get in any car accidents uh, as a police officer yourself? I did. I did. Uh, back in, I believe, about 1988, uh, I was rolling uh, what we considered uh, Code 3. Lights and siren, all that fancy shit. I was rolling southbound on Madison Street in Riverside, going to a armed robbery in progress in the lovely community of Casablanca. And as I hit, uh, just prior to the 91 freeway, a guy made a left turn in front of me and I center punched the living shit out of the, left, the right side of his car. And if the, if the dumb bastard hadn't been knocked out, I was gonna, I was gonna knock him out for pulling in front of me and, and stacking up a beautiful 
almost brand new Chevy Impala that was like had like 500 miles on it and you know brand new car and I just stacked the living crap out of it and the guy was I didn't get hurt at all uh, the guy was pretty fucked up and deservingly so because he pulled in front of me his fault and um, I was really super pissed off that a the guy cra- the guy pulled in front of me there's nothing I could do b I didn't make it to the call and c I had to go in and drive a piece of shit car the rest of the this, this shift so it was lose 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 all the way and i think the guy turned out to be all right he just got the wind knocked out of him and you know he was at fault and you know we all came back to live the next day and i you know i was pissed at the time and you know 32 years later you know i'm over it <laughs> wow i'm glad to hear you walked away and everyone was okay but i, I can imagine because I can imagine you were probably driving pretty fast to get to this. Scene. I was so. probably just, you know, probably 10, 15 over the limit. But again, <laughs> all my emergency equipment was activated mm-hmm. and only a dumbass wouldn't see it or hear it. And then only a dumbass would pull in front of you like that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, Bill, I know how often you like uh, you like breaking news on on the podcast and uh, you know this is breaking news but it's 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 nothing important it's just a nfl news uh jj watt it has just announced that he is signing with the arizona cardinals which i don't think good for him good for jj taking taking his uh taking his class act to arizona good that's a good move it's a good move for him i think i'm a little upset as an la rams fan because now they got to find a way to block that guy and that was one thing Arizona was missing was a, a good defense. And I think that's a, a big signing for them, man. That's a, the leadership, let alone his, his on the field ability. Well, he's injury prone too. So, you know, mm-hmm. very, 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 very true. I just love when the media projects, Oh, this guy's going to go here. He's going to go there. And then of course it was none of those. <laughs> no, they, they were talking Buffalo from last I heard Buffalo, uh, green Bay, I'm trying to think. Oh, Cleveland was a big one. And then he goes, no, I'm going to, I, I do find it interesting. These athletes go to places, uh, the free agents like Arizona. I mean, pretty good, pretty good living situation there. Taxes and all much like it was yeah. in Texas. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. So congrats to the Cardinals on a big signing there. Well, Bill Barnes, unless you got anything else, I'm kind of fresh out of ideas here on a Monday. Uh, we didn't hear from our listeners a little disappointed again, but maybe next week they'll tune in or, write us in or something you know they could they're probably going to have a field day with my with my rhetoric today about this that and the other but you know that's what i get paid the big money to do you know i i'm uh you know my job is to 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 put shock and awe in the listeners ears that, that and that's is, what i try to do yeah that's what you do every single week whether it's from uh your lovely home in southern california or uh down down south in mexico i mean you're you're a man of the people bill we appreciate you working on the salary that you do. Well, you know, uh, my agent is going to be in touch. We're going to want to renegotiate our contract. Um, <laughs> I want, I want, uh, I want stronger coffee, and I want um, a, a better pad on my seat when I sit here and do this this thing week in and week out. Well, uh, you, you deserve every bit of it, and I know your fans uh, would agree. Uh, something I forgot to mention. Um, I got a text from one of our colleagues about uh, base. Now the college baseball is two weeks. Yes. In. And, the text, and I'm missing, guess how much I'm missing college baseball. 
<laughs> Close your eyes. That's how much. <laughs> I'm missing college baseball like a 14-inch diameter red poker in my ass. <laughs> That's how much I'm missing it. <laughs> that was the question to me was, was do you miss it? Huh, I, I think said, I answered that question. And, and as I put no, he said, what about even like before I could even send it, they were like, well, not even like a little itch. I'm like, no, no, N-O. No, no, no. I, Bill, I, I actually look at, I'm, I'm, I'm a sick person. I actually watched some, some college baseball on TV yesterday just because there was nothing else on. And I, they have visual clocks now. I mean, it, everyone is, uh, I don't know if that speeds up the game. They seem to be going four hour, must, these four hour games. I mean, it's a good thing they're going fast with all these clocks on the field, right? It's, you know, <laughs> they'll find a way to completely fuck the dog every chance they can. They try clocks, they try, um, you know, the re-entry rule. I mean, they should do what, what Major League Baseball did yesterday in their exhibition games, seven innings, and it still took three hours. I've been a big fan. I don't think college baseball should be a nine-inning uh, game by any means. The, the pit, I think they should all be sevens. You're right. Uh, it is just a small step up from high school. So, yeah, uh, it, it's nice seeing – I'll say this, Bill, we're coming up on the one year anniversary of everything just stopping, shutting down, shutting down. And I don't know. That's the only thing I am liking seeing about the college baseball season. And now with spring training going, it's like, okay, okay, this is this is normal. At least it's it's ugly normal, but it's it's normal. Right. To see baseball back. Well, I'm, I, I want the masks to come off. I do, too. I do, too. Because I want the ma- fucking ma- take the fucking masks off. Yeah. You're tested. You fuckers, you goddamn fucking guys, you test, you test before the game. You're negative. Don't wear a mask. Everyone out there's negative. A- and everyone out there's negative. And then what's funny is, so coaches wear it, umpires wear it, some players wear it, but then not all players wear it because it's like, well, well what is it? Are these masks 100% effective or are they not like, you could tell me you, you, you can stand at second base as an umpire, but the shortstop can stand out there w- without a mask. Like, to me, it's all, it's all cosmetic. It's all like, Hey, look, it's look all at all the precautions. It's all cosmetic and it's, you know, playing into the hands of these, these people that, that are just too afraid to just live. So, so I was watching, it was San Diego state at UCSD last, last night. It was actually, they played two, uh, they played a double header. It was on ESPN uh, three or whatever. It was online. So I was like, it was on the Ocho. Yeah, the Ocho, the Ocho, the right. dodgeball for that, right? <laughs> he, he did. Dodgeball. You would make a great dodgeball referee, Bill. <laughs> I, I, oh, you'd be perfect. We got, we got to get that costume for you. But anyway, I was watching the game. I'm like, okay, and you know, no fans. But it was, it was. What, what, was it at? Was it at State or was it at uh, UC? In, UC. The the the. Oh, good for them. You know, I I did see. In fact, I I I sent a shout out to my to my old pal Eric Newman, the head coach at UCSD. Thank, uh, congratulating him on his first division one win. I did. That's the extent of my college baseball this year is, uh, you know, Eric can be a pain in the ass. A lot of guys don't like him for some reason, all the problem children and I always got along together. Mm-hmm. So Eric and I, good relationship. You know, I worked them when, when they were in the world series a few years ago, I had them down in Texas and, um, you know, Eric and I are, are, are very friendly. And I did send him a, a congratulatory uh, text 
and he was quite excited that he got his first win. So yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, a great, good for him. great program, good facility down there. Uh, UCSD making its first um, first year in the Division One. They joined the Big West Conference, which I think is a great fit for them. And, and yeah, you're right about Coach Newman. You know, t- tough between the lines, but I, I thought he was very fair. I I always did. I mean, he it was never too big. I mean, he did yell at me on the first pitch of a game one time. That was p- pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, man, come on, let me. Let me let me establish a, a bad zone or a good zone first. But anyway, uh, no, congrats to them. And um, but anyway, I was watching the game, Bill, and you know the stadium down there is no yeah. fan in the stands, and uh, ESPN broadcast. And then the ball gets hit to the outfield, and it it was sad. It was funny. It was all of the above. I look and there's there's parents. I'm assuming standing in the outfield standing on the sidewalk so they could watch the game because yeah. they, they don't allow, I mean, that I'm, was... I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't go into the uh, Scripps hospital across the left field and go, you know, and, and, and try to stand on the roof there or stand in windows <laughs> of hospital rooms trying to watch the game. <laughs> you got to do you what know? you got to do, man. Exactly. You got to do. Yeah. That you... is, that is, that is sad. I mean, oh. God damn. I mean, no. I mean, they had to open up, open up a fucking Target store and, and along the right field and left field lines, and then it's, you know, then it could be capacity. Yeah, right. There you go. Oh yeah, call it a protest. I don't care what you do, but but, you know, but that sell, was the sell other vegetables, thing. sell 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 fruits and vegetables, <laughs> and you're gonna make it a store and everybody can come in. Well, that was what the a other fucking, what a what a what a sham. Well, it, it's it's it, and again, this state is out of control. And and what's crazy, Bill? It's not like there was. 3000 people at these college baseball games. There's, there's a few hundred it's, and they're spread out already as it is. It's not like people are jammed together. It's outdoors college. Well, baseball. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Like last year when they said, well, if we return, we're not going to have fans. I said, well, shit, that means we're gonna have 15 less people in the same stadium then <laughs> fans. It's a bunch of parents spread out having a, yeah. a diet Coke I'm, and a churro. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, the only time you got fans, is you know Long Beach State? They bring some people in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cal State Fullerton always had a good following. I mean, there you had a good fan base, you know. But um, there's only a handful of college baseball teams that would have over a thousand people at 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 their sporting events in in stadiums that can seat three or four thousand. Yeah. So I don't, I think it's it's total overkill and, and yeah, masks off and 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 let college baseball at least have fans in there. If you, if you know, you, when people people ask me, you know, friends of mine, hey Bill, do you miss umpiring? No, I do not. I do not. And I'll tell you why. The only thing I'd miss, I enjoyed, believe it or not, I liked the baseball. I like to be on the field mm-hmm. for three and a half, for the three and a half hours. It was therapy to me. <laughs> I enjoyed trying to second guess, is this guy going to steal? Is this guy going to hit and run? I enjoyed that. That was, that to me, that kept me in the game. Mm-hmm. That to me was fun. The, 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 the post games were sometimes on depending on who you're with the pregames coming in an hour and a half two hours early to sit and stare at these guys that i number one three quarters of them i didn't fucking like and have to talk to them that i fucking hated yeah i had i hated having to put on a pair of fucking dress pants and a button-down shirt and look like i'm you know going to um to sell a car and walk into a stadium where nobody nobody the fuck knows me okay and play this game that I that I dress up for this game. Okay, yeah. that I didn't like. The denim friendly guys like Dan Peterson, God bless his soul, are no longer with us. Loved loved working in the whack because I could have a good time. Mm-hmm. 
I could have a good, I went to these one horse towns and I got to venture around and look around and, and, you know, go down to a place like uh, McAllen, Texas, mm-hmm. where there was nothing but gorgeous looking Mexican women that looked like they just walked out of a soap opera. <laughs> that to me, I loved going to, to, to Texas uh, Rio Grande <laughs> because I felt like I was, you know, a gunslinger in the old West going in, you know, slamming the door open and having my pick of all these absolutely blonde haired, beautiful, big breasted Mexican women who would throw themselves at you. That to me was fun. Okay. I miss that. I sure as fuck don't miss uh, going over first and third situations with some of these clowns that had no clue and had no business being on a baseball field. Well, that I don't miss the travel. Like you said, it's all about who you're with. You go, like, yeah. I, I went down to Texas, but you know, it's, it, if you're just sitting in a hotel room by yourself or, or whatever, it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, well, this is no fun. And yeah. Uh, and, and, and these guys would want to go out after the game and I didn't even want to be around them. I'd say, sorry, guys, I got the shit. So I'm staying in, you know, <laughs> and I would sneak off and go out on my own. Yeah. Well, uh, same way. I mean, uh, because there were guys that, you know, Bill, love to talk they love to talk well bill barnes he had he had two beers last night and it's like get get out of here get over yourself like yeah. you just people were always looking to like bad mouth people and i'm like i was totally over that stuff now i'm not trying to say all all the umpires are awful people no no it was it was just a few people but i mean bill and i umpire we're the, good friends i mean the, the 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 umpiring culture that that i became a part of towards the end of my career it was one of they made it to where if you want to advance, you got to snitch on your partner and you got to step over him and you got to be a dickhead because, mm. because your ability meant nothing. Your <laughs> ability meant nothing. If you, if you put your tongue up the assigner's ass, you got great games, whether you deserved them or not. And he enjoyed your tongue, then you got great games. Okay. And we all know there's guys that, that get preferential treatment and get great schedules that don't fucking deserve them. There's a crew chief in the Big West Conference right now, right now this year, that looks like a monkey fucking a football when he's on the field and has no business, no business umpiring at the division one level. The game has passed him by. And because he's got a, a some type of magical relationship with the boss of the Big West, he writes his own ticket. And that, my friends, is complete and utter bullshit. And it is, it is absolutely unconscionable that this guy is allowed to do this. I'm not going to mention his name because everybody knows his name. Yeah. That, that's listening to this, that knows who I'm talking about, you know who he is. If well, you don't, text me and I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, Bill, sometimes I, I wish you wouldn't hold back so much. I wish you'd speak your mind more often. You know, I, I wish you'd really tell us how you really feel sometimes. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a lot of drama to uh, college baseball. And I'll tell you this, it's not just baseball, it's other sports as well, uh, where there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of things going on that it's just like, okay, I, I, that, that weight is off my back. It's off my shoulders. I don't like the, oh, okay. Yeah. Do, do, yeah, like you said, getting on the field and kind of studying the game, I, I miss that a little. But all the other things, and especially the added things this year, no, 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 no. Two weekends in, uh, no, no, thank you. I, I much prefer doing a podcast and chatting with you, Bill. 
uh, I'd much, I'd much prefer, um, you know, you know, that, that, that COVID test again, shoved oh. up into my brain cavity. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, uh, but I'll tell you this, Bill, you still had some years. I know you wanted to walk away, you know, on your own time and everything. You, even though you're 60 plus years old, you had, you had plenty of good baseball left in you, but, uh, Hey, there's no doubt. I could walk out on a field today, mm-hmm. today and, you know, work, no, no doubt, but I'm, I'm electing not to, I'm electing to, to, to walk away while, you know, the game was still good and I had good memories of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you what, there's a new breed out there that you know, a lot of them are really, really good, 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 good umpires. A lot of the guys that have gone to yeah. pro school that had a couple, two, three years in the game have got out. Now they're in the college game. They are damn good umpires and they deserve to be there. But there's a lot of hangers, hanger-ons. There's a lot of folks that are just there because their ego won't let them go. Yeah. Well, it's true. And, and the thing is, with so much baseball going on around the country, you, you need bodies. I mean, so you got to take uh, – if, if you know what a baseball looks like sometimes, you're, you're – hey, come umpire. Uh, Bill, last thing. Uh, this was uh, breaking news. I haven't told you about this yet, and we'll talk about – High school sports another day, but big news out of Rio Hondo Prep, Bill. I know, I know you love your Rio Hondo Prep supporters. Um, they are going to have a, a football season. It's only going to be like two games, maybe three. Rio Hondo but, Prep. All right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on, hold the presses. What's going on? Rio Hondo Prep. They are going to play uh, their their rival Pasadena Poly on March nineteenth, Friday, March nineteenth. Um, it was originally scheduled to be a home game for Rio, but that game has now. Uh, been moved to the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum on March 19th, Rio Hondo Prep and Pasadena Poly. There is a catch. In the Coliseum? In the Coliseum. The Coliseum. Yes, sir. Big news. My God, but- man. The Rams the Rams leave and, and, and Rio Hondo Prep <laughs> takes their – holy shit. My God. That is, that is unbelievable. I wanted your instant uh, reaction. Uh, Poly – some of the poly parents know some people and they made it happen. Um, however, because of, you know, the lovely state of California and the, the venues and everything, there's no, not going to be any fans allowed. So the limited fans that Rio was going to bring, Polly was going to bring in, in a hundred thousand seat stadium, you can't spread them out enough. There's going to be no fans. The game is going to be broadcast on some type of uh, internet broadcasting station. So, well, the real it'll be right on. You and I should be the announcers. I agree. The, the Rio Hondo, the Rio Hondo Radio Network. Yeah, yeah. you should be the fucking announcers in that game. I, I, I agree, Bill. I'm with you 100. Uh, we'll see. We got to make it happen because I'm gonna, regardless of what happens, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch your analysis of the game. Um, uh, we're gonna break it down afterwards. I'll I'll find a way to have you watch it just so you can give your two cents at least. Pre, pre, hey, pre and post with Matt Hersema and Bill Barnes. Wow, think? this is this is huge, big news, big news. So wow, I'll keep so, you posted. Holy smokes, man! This is like this is the equivalent of, you know, I mean, I can't even. I'm 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 at a loss here. Uh, the only thing I can think of is this the equivalent of a uh, a kid, you know, fresh into puberty. Hitting a hitting a whorehouse and uh, hitting the mother load, but but he's got the pick of any woman in the place. Oh, this Bill. is huge! Big news, big news, absolutely. And I, see, I I I don't think 
we can get you to the Coliseum to flip the coin or anything, Bill, but I, I do know that we'll find a way to get you to see the game and then we'll break it down. You and I, what do you think? That sounds good. I look forward March 19th. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to um, do my best to somehow, uh, you know, find a, find a satellite to feed to watch that game. What I might, I'm trying to think if there's a way, because there, there, there might be an opportunity to be like, you could be the get home safe correspondent. I don't know. And, and maybe a sideline pass. I, there might be a way to make something happen. I'll, I'll research bill and I'll keep you posted because uh, either way that could be, that could be fun. I look down. I would, I would, I would completely relish in that thought. <laughs> well, big news, things to look forward to. And uh, Bill, thanks again for joining me today. Next week, we'll try to do this in person. So our connection is more. Yeah, consistent. let's do that because yeah. uh, some of the, some of the, the connection today was really, really horseshit and I'm yeah. not happy about it. Yeah. Well, take it okay. up with, take it up with our, our provider and, uh, okay. and, <laughs> and our sponsors. So anyway, Bill, thanks again. Lots to talk about next week. Looking forward to it. My pleasure. Thanks again, Bill Barnes. What would we do without you to get us through the middle of the week and into the second half of uh, the daily weekly routine? We appreciate you, Bill, so much. Look forward to coming to your place next week. Have the donuts ready. I shouldn't be eating donuts, but if you're buying, then I'm definitely going to try some. And uh, man, have a have a coconut one available, will you? Come on, Bill. Have some variety in your life and have that coffee nice and hot and black and strong. Looking forward to chatting with you in person and uh, we'll hopefully have a better interview than we did today uh, as far as our zoom call went but bill always a pleasure i think people love hearing you they love hearing from you your thoughts and uh, yeah we'll try to do a little better show prep next week so we don't sound like we're gonna give up in uh, for after 30 minutes or so should be fun looking forward to it as always guys let me tell you about friday's guest i told you on monday who's coming on but i want to repeat who's coming on on friday i recorded with real hondo prep alum craig klingman on well a couple weeks ago and he will be on the program on friday he's a member of the 19 class of 1978 and the was on the 1977 CIF football championship team at Rio Hondo Prep. A great storyteller. He's a teacher. Uh, actually has some experience in officiating as well. So we'll talk about that and kind of some of our shared interest there. Uh, hope you will join us on Friday. It wasn't as long as I would have liked. We, 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 went, we went just over an hour, but it would have been nice to do another half hour at least. Uh, because Craig is just, once you get talking with him, as, as with so many of my guests on Fridays, you just don't want to stop. You want more stories. You want to talk about more subject matter and everything but hey all good things come to an end and we had to shut it down because we were actually recording in between classes that he was teaching so uh, uh mr klingman had to get to, get to school and get back to uh, to teaching and so uh, god bless him for doing that but i uh, hope you will join us on friday for that fun conversation about care youth league real hondo prep just growing up and uh teaching and officiating even if you're not affiliated with real hondo prep i think you will uh, appreciate Craig's time and Craig's story. A lot of fun. Just a great guy. Haven't uh, talked to him too much in the past, so it was an absolute blast, and I hope you will join us on Friday. Guys, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. 
We love to hear from you. So shoot us an email. I specifically want to hear from you guys about your top 10 sports memories, whether games you were at watching or uh, games you saw on TV. It could be uh, a playoff series. It could be a season in general. They don't have to be specific uh, games uh, that, that you were fans of. It could be big moments where st- big uh, stats were broken, whatever. Um, Olympics, uh, football, hockey, anything you want, throw them my way. I'm curious to see kind of the the broad uh, the broad spectrum, really, that our our uh, our listeners uh, that they, that they like all the different uh, sports topics. Mine are mostly LA sports things, but there are a few sprinkled in there uh, with some other big games that I will never forget. And I was so glad I was watching at the time. So looking forward to hear from you. Additionally, guys, if you'd like to leave a voice message, anytime to the get home safe podcast, look at the episode notes. Uh, it's really simple. Click on the link, leave your message. It's a one minute limit. Uh, it's always fun to hear from people, uh, on the audio side of things. And, and also on, on, uh, on the, on the old web here, hearing from me in emails, whatever's easier for you guys. Uh, I know you're busy. I know everyone's busy out there. But uh, shoot us an email. Let us know uh, who's listening. We would love to hear from you. Just like you hear from us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Well, a big thank you to Bill Barnes out there. And guys, to all of you who tuned in today, hope you will be back with us on Friday. And then we'll turn the page for the weekend and uh, do it all again the, the, the next week. So I'm trying to put together more and more uh, recordings here. I have a few more people in mind that I'm going to try to record with this Thursday, maybe this weekend. Um, that will kind of help uh, push help uh, push the episodes through and, and you know kind of stockpile some for my Fridays but I am going to be recording with Real Hondo Prep head football coach Mark Carson very soon my plan is to have him out on Monday a, a special Monday guest on March the 15th to talk about that game against Pasadena Poly to promote kind of how to watch it uh, uh, kind of a uh, an opening opening game season uh season preview we'll talk about the pasadena poly rivalry as well uh just a lot of fun things to chat about with mark carson there on uh, a special edition of the monday episodes as we preview the real hondo prep first pasadena poly uh opening game uh for this season so lots to look forward to to here on the podcast great guest friday another great guest the, the the following friday and of course mark carson on that monday so plenty to look forward to hope you'll join us for everything along the way but guys No matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.